Well, what a crazy time this is. The time that we're living in right now, just absolutely nuts. But I gotta tell you, I'm super thankful for the technology that we have and that I get to share God's word with you still this weekend. I guess my, my family room is, is like my pulpit this weekend. So welcome to my house, by the way. What a crazy time. I think we're all gonna be ready for 2020 to be over very, very soon. Hopefully 2021 is much better. Well, we're, we're actually uh, ready to, just about ready to finish the church's liturgical year. It's a little different than the calendar year. We've got three weeks left. And every year as we wrap up a church year, we start to hear about the end times, uh, where everything is headed, our one future when Christ comes again for us. So this year, this whole liturgical year, we've been listening to the Gospel of Matthew, and we finish up with Matthew 25. There's three parables, and we hear the first one this weekend, the parable of the virgins or the bridesmaids. Now, I bet we all probably know what a bridezilla is, right? It's a bride who becomes like Godzilla, a raging, fiery, destructive monster. I, I was reading an article about different kinds of bridezillas. These are supposedly true stories about a bride who kicked a bridesmaid out of her wedding party because she got pregnant and she was afraid that was going to ruin the pictures. And then I read about another bride who made all of her bridesmaids dye their hair brown because she wanted to be the only blonde. And then this one, which is, is actually terrible, a, a bride that had an absolute meltdown with kicking and screaming and everything because a few hours before the wedding, her grandmother had the audacity to, to die. I mean, just terrible that she'd melt down like that. How sad. And then this one, not quite so sad, but uh, a bride who they had a reception and they weren't serving dinner to their guests. And so the guests started to get up and leave and she didn't want them to leave. So she went over and she blocked the door and kept them from leaving and said, bride's day, bride's way. Yuck. Terrible. Well, hopefully you haven't had too many experiences with a bridezilla or been a bridezilla, right? Okay. Hopefully nothing like that. But the real problem with a bridezilla is not only are they being a jerk, they've lost kind of the main thing, haven't they? That it's about being a couple and getting married and then their future and their life together. All of a sudden that bridezilla has made it all about her and about her day. Well, in a sense, that's what Jesus is trying to teach us about in this parable today. He's trying to, to show us that, well, guess what? We can all be a little bit like Bridezilla, can't we? I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, uh, we all like things to go our way. We, we, we think that life should be my way. And maybe we sometimes even go kicking and screaming and throwing hissy fits when things don't go our way. But what Jesus wants to teach us is that, no, it's actually about the bridegroom. It's really about him and, and his day. Everything in us then and everything about us and about our lives should all be oriented towards him. It should all be about that wedding day that is coming when Jesus is going to return for us, when, when God comes back for us and he wants to marry us. Now, we, in order to kind of get a handle on this parable, we do need to understand some differences with weddings in the days of Jesus. There were actually two stages to getting married. The first stage was being betrothed. And it's a lot like our engagement today, except the commitment was a little bit more serious. The couple were actually considered married at this point. And in fact, if they broke up, they needed a bill of divorce. But the bride still lived in her parents' home. They had not yet come together as a couple. This is the stage of marriage you find Mary and Joseph when the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and says she's going to have a baby by the power of the Holy Spirit, and she finds that she's pregnant. But our parable tonight and today 
it teaches us about the second stage of marriage. And what would happen is finally one night, the bridegroom would come across town to the bride's home, to her parents' home, where he would then escort her back to his house, where he had prepared a great feast for the entire village. And of course, later on that night, they would consummate their marriage, uh, and then they would begin to live together as husband and, and wife for the rest of their lives. Now, when he did this, he, there would be this sort of celebratory procession all the way across town. There would be singing and dancing in the streets. The neighbors would, would come out of their houses to wish them well along the processional route and then join in behind them and go to the party and that the whole, the whole village would have been involved in this. The virgins, the bridesmaids then really had one job. They were to light the way of the procession, lead the procession with light from their lamps or their torches. So to not have prepared for this and not have had enough oil for this procession, like these foolish virgins, this was inconceivable, right? This was not only an insult to the couple, they had completely failed in their responsibility. It would be like today, a bridesmaid showing up for the wedding and she had forgotten to even buy her bridesmaid's dress and, and then show up and have, have nothing to wear. Now, it may sound a little cruel and foolish or, or, or selfish, actually, uh, that the wise virgins then didn't want to share any of their oil with the foolish virgins. I mean, why didn't they share? They should have shared, right? Except here's the thing. If they had done that, then all 10 of them might have run out of oil and out of light, and it would have ruined the procession for the bridegroom. So it was better for them to at least have five leading the procession than to have none at all. The point is, it really is all about the bridegroom, and it's about his day. But here's the thing, friends. He's no groomzilla. His day is actually our day. This is the day where he comes for us. We've been waiting for this day. Jesus is so in love with us. He betrothed himself to us in, with undeserved love when he suffered and he died for us on the cross. And we've been waiting for this day when he will someday come and, and, and bring us into the heavenly feast that he's prepared for us. He will consummate the greatest love story of all time when we as human beings will be joined with our God and we will live happily ever after with him. Now, again, in this parable, we're not the bride, we're the bridesmaids, but I think the point is still the same. Uh, are we prepared for this? Are we ready and are we waiting for it? Those foolish bridesmaids didn't care enough, didn't think enough of the bridegroom to even get ready for this or to prepare to make sure everything would go off without a glitch. At the end of the parable, it seems like maybe he is a little bit of a groomzilla. It's rather harsh, right? When they come knocking on the door finally and say, Lord, Lord, open to us. And he says, no. I don't even know you. The door is shut. It's, it's not that he didn't recognize them. He was actually disowning them. It's as if he was saying to them, you know what? You're dead to me. Now that is harsh. And it sounds a little bit scary. And it is scary. But the more you think about it, you realize actually the bridegroom was already dead to them. The, they didn't care enough about him to prepare for this great moment in, in, in the village. They, they were so 
preoccupied with themselves that they didn't take seriously this responsibility. They didn't make sure that they were ready. Our calling, if you think about it, friends, is to make sure that we can light up the way when Jesus returns for us, that we would honor him with our lives. And so we've got to ask ourselves as we reflect on this parable, are we going to be like the wise or like the foolish? Now, we've already heard in the Gospel of Matthew what it means to be wise or what it means to be foolish. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, the wise are those who hear his word and actually do it. The foolish are those the ones who they hear it, but they don't do it. And right before this, in Matthew chapter 24, we're told of another parable where Jesus talks about a wise servant and then a wicked servant. The wise servant, while the master goes away, gets about the business of the master. He takes care of the household for the master. In other words, he takes care of the master's business and his loved ones and the household. He makes sure they have everything that they need and he's, he's faithful. And the master comes back and finds him doing what he's supposed to be doing. And the wicked one, eh, he thinks that the master is going to be a long time in coming back. So he neglects and he abuses the people there in the household. And he calls over his friends and he throws a party and he gets drunk. In a way, he's sort of like a bridezilla. It was all about him. There can be a bridezilla in every one of us, friends, if, if we're honest about that. And therefore, this parable should scare us. It's, it is a harsh parable. And, and we should be scared because we know we can at times make it all about me. But that's not why Jesus tells, tells us this parable. He tells us this parable because he wants to stir the affections of our hearts. He's coming again for us. He will return. He loves us so dearly. We are the bride that he is waiting for, and we are waiting for him. He's the one that we're looking for. So are we going to be ready, and are we going to be prepared for, for him? We are betrothed, but we're waiting for the day for him to return. Think of it this way. Are we going to be like that young bride looking out the window of her parents every day, waiting for him to come back, waiting for the, for the wedding feast to start? Are we going to be wise or are we going to be foolish? Are we going to be wise? Are we going to not only listen to what Jesus says, but are we going to actually do it? Are we going to be faithful like that wise servant and, and, and take care of the people that God has placed into our into our care to, to do our responsibility and to take it very seriously? I mean, ask yourself this, if he came back right now, would your life light up the way? Would it honor the bridegroom and light up the way as he would take us home to heaven and start the party? I invite you just to take a few moments to reflect on that.